With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. There's a new player in town. Wollongong City GWM Havel. Visit them for a test drive today. Welcome to Saturdays in the Gong on SEN Track. Ah, Saturday night is coming quickly, but before that, the golfers are enjoying the wonderful surrounds at our hosts, the Wollongong Golf Club, Impact Garage Doors, impacting homes for 20 years, and Wollongong City Motors. You want to test drive a good vehicle? Go down to Wollongong City Motors. Matt Russell, alongside Mitch Jennings, bringing you Saturdays in the gong on a glorious day in the Illawarra. I think, Mitch, before we launch into our next chat, we need a bit of a theme song, and we'll go to one of our favourites that sets the scene perfectly as the buggy flies past. Let's go to a song we know oh so well. Okay, we'll let that bubble away in the background. That puts lead in your pencil, doesn't it? Oh, doesn't it? Yes, absolutely it does. You feel like running on. You could run on right (laughs) now and play 80 minutes without missing a tackle, run for 200 metres. Payne Haas. Is Payne Haas playing for the Steelers? Payne Haas type (laughs) performance. Uh, But, Mitch, this weekend, a couple of big semi-finals. Harvey Norman's Women's Premiership. Steelers v Canterbury. Tomorrow, Leichhardt Oval, 12.45, straight after... The Tasha Gale Cup team. So that's the under-19s. Steelers v Canterbury. Again, Leichhardt Oval, 10am. Head up the highway. Get there early. Watch the Steelers in both grades. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. It's going to be in there. Red hot chance in both, you would think. It was... Um, look, it, you, people don't understand... Well, not many people are attuned to how ruthless the finals cut in the Harvey Norman Women's Premiership was this year. 11 teams into four. It was absolutely ridiculous how tough it was going to be. There Which I don't be, mind. I, I uh, hate the 11-team comp. Let's yeah, have eight play the absolutely. finals. We, we, award, we reward mediocrity yeah. too often in a lot of finals races. But, uh, yeah, into 11 into four. The, the movement that happened in the final round with some teams, you know, that were stacked that have missed out on finals altogether. Um, it's nothing to be sneezed at, the achievement for the Steelers to be in the finals, you know, in their in their maiden year. Up against the Bulldogs, who a lot of people had penciled in as the, the favourites for the competition when the season started. They copped the loss last week, but there were a lot of their big guns not playing. So they've brought a fair few back in this week. Uh, obviously, Ruben and Kennedy... Cherrington among them as well. Some Dragons types were in Renee Target in there as well. And there's some young girls there that are uh, in the Bulldogs side that have actually signed with the Dragons in RLW. So it's worth a look in that regard. My, the intriguing one, and it was the it was the anchor of my coverage of this game this week, Emma Tonegato deployed at lock forward mm. last week against the Tigers. Um, and it's obviously a role she played pretty well for Brad Donald uh, in the Gillaroo setup. Obviously, when Sam Bremner over there was preferred uh, at fullback, she's headed to Cronulla to play in the number six jumper, as I understand. So there's a positional switch on the cards for her. But uh, at lock forward in the middle, they're playing a bit of a an Isaiah Yo type role, perhaps with some ball playing in there. And I thought last week the the way 
the Steelers cut a sway through the middle of the, the Tigers, who, look, have struggled this year. It's certainly going to be a different matter against um, Canterbury this week. But they're a very, very big forward pack. And I think her moving into that spot just opens them up. I thought last year didn't have a ton of touches last week, but the way the other Steelers forwards were able to benefit from the extra space she created just being in there just by her presence um, was very, very good. And I think, you know, their trump card's going to be that one-two punch in the middle, Keely Davis at nine. Uh, unfortunately, uh, unveiled as a Sydney Roosters mm. signing uh, yesterday. But, uh, yeah, Emma Tonegato, Keely Davis in the middle. Uh, that's going to cause headaches for, for any team. And that's going to be the way they play. The other three sides, Mounties, North Sydney, and obviously the Bulldogs in this final series, all very big forward packs play a real power game. The Steelers, a point of difference, not as big, but really stacked in their in their back line. So I think adding uh, Emma Tonegato to the forward pack uh, could be a, a real difference maker. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. And it's a grand final qualifier. That's the beauty of it. As much as it's a ruthless finals cut, you're then one game away from the big dance and anyone's a chance. So, yeah, really, really looking forward to, to that one tomorrow. And uh, obviously in Tasha Gale Cup, their um, good win last week. They had a fortnight off, so you're wondering how they're going to handle you know, the way that would be, especially when you're still age group footy, like younger players, you never know how they're going to handle that type of thing. But uh, tight first half, came back and, and found a gear, three unanswered tries in the second. They'll really like their chances against the Bulldogs as well. I spoke to the skipper Ella Costa uh, this week as well. I realised she's signed with the Dragons NRW as well. She's also yes. the youngest ever Super W, Super w rugby player with the Waratahs last year. Debuted, okay. debuted at 16. So she's I love hearing one to watch coming through the rugby NRLW leagues. Ranks. NRLW bringing players from other codes. It says that we're doing something right as a rugby league fraternity to attract female athletes to play league as opposed to the sports they had been in previously. Well, Bronte Wilson also was one of four development players. Uh, Jamie Sowd announced last week as well, come across from the Waratah. She's a Wollongong girl, so it's great to see that she's um, close to home. But she's she's another one that's uh, that's come across. And it probably points to... We, we've, we've quite rightly spoken a lot about uh, the departures from the Dragons and RW setup. But uh, I guess looking at that, it points to, I guess... The, the lengths, obviously, Jamie Soward and, and his manager, Steve Nielsen, who you know, deserves a rap for what he does in that area uh, as far as putting a roster together and looking at perhaps some non-traditional avenues to get uh, build that depth, which is going to be important because, as we say, there's four teams coming in and uh, a lot of the marquee players are signing long-term deals. So where they've signed with, they're going to be there for quite mm. some time. So if you haven't got them, you're going to need to find them from somewhere and they're looking a bit outside the box to do it. Jeno, I was looking through this um, Harvey Norman game tomorrow, Steelers-Bulldogs. You spoke extensively about it. Boy, the Bulldogs line up well on paper. You look at some of the familiar names that have made a name, I suppose, in an RLW, like Abby Church, Gale, Brought, and there's Holly Wheeler. Kennedy Cherrington up against Emma Tonegato in that lock-forward role. Um, Taylor Preston, Tiana Raff, Strahan-Smith. There are a host of very, very capable Women's rugby league players in that Bulldogs team. It, it, would you frame a market? Is, is, it, is it a toss of the coin job? Are the dogs favourites here? What, what way do you feel that, uh, that you know, we line up here? I think as we discussed, I don't think you can have a firm favourite in, yeah. in any of these games. They're so evenly poised. I think you, you spoke to probably the forward strength of the Bulldogs there with those names, the Cherrington girls, obviously Holly Wheeler. Um, so I think it's going to be one of those very much a styles make fights type game. If the Steelers can complete, I know it seems like a cliche, but if they hand over a lot of footy to this Bulldogs team, then they're going to get run through. And that's happening. Probably some of their losses this year, that's what the Steelers have done. They haven't been able to, you know, they've handed over too much footy. And against probably North Sydney in round seven was the notable one where they just couldn't then hold them when you've got a big forward pack, you know, with more than their share of the footy, you're going to struggle. But like I said, if they hold their footy and what they can do as far as some variety 
that's where it can be won for the Steelers. And look, the the classy players, you've got to remember too, it's a stacked back line. The Steelers, obviously, Emma Tonegato's moved into the forward, but for most of the year, she's been there at fullback. You've got Talia Fumiano, Rachel Pearson, uh, Tegan Berry will probably be the number one for the Dragons in NRLW this year. So, look, the Steelers have got their fair share of big names, and I still think Keely Davis, to me, is... Uh, if she's not the best player in women's footy, she's um, in the top handful. So, so the Roosters have got, got a good team, one. The Roosters have got a very, very good one. Well, come on, come on, Chris. It hurts, it stings. Maestro, play it again with the mighty Illawarra Steelers because tomorrow at Leichhardt, 10 a.m., 12.45, Tasha Gale Cup, Harvey Norman Women's Premiership. You'll see the Steelers hoping to play this song in their heads and out loud after victories tomorrow at Leichhardt Oval. Uh, when it comes to local league, Group 7 has been running for a while now, Geno. And you look at the ladder, the Stingrays 3-0. Jeringong, Warilla, Kiama, Jamboree, all 2-1. and one. Uh, Wins in Round 3 for Jamboree, the Stingrays, Jeringong, Warilla and Kiama. Four of them by single figure. So you look through the scores and you think, this is a good competition. They're, they're not the blowout, lopsided results that some country rugby league competitions toss up and this weekend I'll go through the draw quickly then get your feedback to what we've seen so far in group seven Jeringong against Kiama that's today three o'clock Mick Cronin Oval what a great afternoon to be down at Mick Cronin Oval Jeringong v Kiama tomorrow all these games at three Milton Ulladulla against Berry. Warilla hosting Stingrays of Shell Harbour Albion Park Oak Flats at home to Narrabomadary and Jim Jamboree travelling to Shell Harbour. That's the uh, that's the menu this weekend. Group 7, what are you making or is it too early to form any real conclusions yet? Well, it's, it's obviously a bit early to form some conclusions, but like you said, they're getting they're, they're even games. And, and last year there probably were some some blowouts and some teams that were probably outclassed from the jump in a lot of games, but it seems that it's even out. A bit like the NRL, we can say. Some of the top guns back to the field just a little bit. The The interesting one for me is still is still Stingrays. Obviously, we always yep. interesting how they fare. They haven't been in the competition that long. They were the whipping boys there a little bit when they started, but obviously uh, the Ray brothers there really turned that club around, put a lot of great players into that team and made them a contender, but they've moved on this year, so you always wondered how they're going to know. Tom Warner, um, captain coach there, and obviously doing a great job. They're the only undefeated team uh, through these rounds, and they got Rilla, uh, and that's going to be a dub. That's turned into a real, obviously, Shell Harbour Rilla will always always be a derby, but uh, this one's starting to get quickly on par last year. Stingray's got a win last year. They were down to uh, 12 men for 73 minutes and still got a win. So Wow, what a send-off in, in after d- seven minutes. Yes, yes. And you're going to win the game. Going to win the game. So, oh, that, that remarkably happens in, in Group 7 quite often. It's uh, it's interesting how that does turn out. But to me, over the, you know, there's still some jostling for position and still some things to sort of play out there till we, we settle, I suppose. But, uh, yeah, as far as jumping out of the gates, uh, probably Stingrays are the story at the moment. Tomorrow at 3 p.m. Warilla hosting the Stingrays of Shell Harbour, a great local footy game to get out and enjoy. And the Illawarra Rugby League starts this weekend. Now, we know there's no Helensburg Tigers or Cronulla Carringbar, but still six teams, and today is the day. All these games at 3 o'clock. De La Salle against the Rule. That's at Captain Cook Park, just a short trip up the uh, the highway. West's hosting Dapto at Sid Parish. Coromel at home to Collies at Zeems Park. So last year, Collies beat West controversially 12-10. You called that grand final, Mitch Jennings. Are Collies the team to beat again? They open their campaign at Coromel today. Oh, boy, oh, boy. You've got to say, the running premiers are always the team to beat, aren't they, until proven otherwise. But I guess one of the biggest stories you can have in the competition, Nathan Fiend, been there for six years. Obviously, two of them, albeit two of them, interrupted by, by COVID. But... Uh, three premierships in four 
seasons there, and now Peter Hooper uh, taking the reins. They've gone internal as far as how they've gone in replacing Nathan Fiend. Hoops has been there sort of in the lower grade setup for, for a couple of years, and I, I guess the intriguing thing about Collegians is they've pretty much come back with a side very, very, very similar to the one that won the comp and probably the one that won the 2019 one as well. So they're backing sort of what they've got. Other teams have had a bit of a, a, a recruitment recruitment drive. De La Salle probably the most notable in that regard. I mean, I looked at their team sheet yesterday and it's barely recognisable from what it was okay. last year. Some key guys in there, but... Who were some gone... of the keys? I think you did an article this week naming the key man for each club, didn't you? I did, well, yeah, because it's interesting just who the new people at the club yes. that you're going to spin on. So, obviously, for Peter Hooper is the new man at Collegians. He was the he was the new face that they are probably going to hinge on. I think at De La Salle, look, I'm not hugely familiar with a lot of those names. They've mostly played up in sort of New South Wales Cup, Ron Massey Cup, but... Uh, Luke Banahan, De La Salle coach, pinpointed Jack Williams, who's been in the Cronulla and Parramatta yes. lower grade system. So he's one to watch. Uh, obviously, that's the rule. Jared Boyle is a, is a huge coup. I, I think it's just it's, it's become a matter of fact in this competition. You increase your chances of a premiership with Jared Boyle in your lineup. He's going for he's looking for a third premiership with a third club, and that's what you see. A, a success follows this guy, so he'll be... What position is Jared playing? He plays in the 5-8, so okay. he'll be partnered with the reigning uh, Paul McGregor medalist, Taj Whitford, so an emerging half with a with a long-established yeah. one. It's hard to see any of Good the combo. other halves combinations being better than that. I think they'll be the best. in West, well, look, uh, they... Some heartbreak driving them from, from last year. They've got a lot of the usual suspects there under Pete McLeod, but obviously Sasai Fecky uh, is a big signing in there. William yeah. Peachy coming down from De La Salle as well is good, so I, I really think... If I was going to pinpoint a team sight unseen that I think that I was going to tip at the moment, I'd probably be leaning towards West. Going to have a look at them today, I'll be calling it uh, against Dapto with the great man Johnny Pett, great friend G'day, of Johnny. the show. G'day, Johnny. G'day, Johnny. And You'll obviously, be yeah, and, and, and Dapto. Very, very interesting to see what they produce because they've gone pretty hard in the recruitment market as well. Peter Godinay, Aaron Gray, uh, Brad Takarangi. So that's, how they that's meld an with impressive them. list. Yeah, and it's, and it's been the formula for Dapto when they've had success. Blake Wallace knows what success at that footy club looks like. He was there when they won the 2016 Premiership and a lot of the attention at that time was around, you know, some of the ex-NRL guys they had in the team. They're obviously captain coached by, by Michael Henderson, uh, Joel Reddy, these types of guys. But people forget that underneath that there was a huge crop of Dapto Canaries juniors that loved the club, had come through the ranks. And, and I think... We've seen in this competition everywhere, we talk about big names that come into the, the comp and top things up, but every team that has had success and tasted premiership success has had a core group of guys, typically local juniors, coming through, and that touch of class becomes a top-up. So that's what Dapto have this year. I thought they were in a lot of games last year under, under Blake Wallace, but uh, yeah, obviously didn't quite have the clout to get some points off the back of it to see the games out. So if those guys can uh, come in and get them close enough. They've probably got the class to get them over the line in a couple now, but I also mentioned in that Joshy Varcher's coming back, Chalk, one of my favourite players I've watched in this competition. Front rower, he leads conditioning drills. He's the fittest, <laughs> fittest man on the planet. He'll That's play. unlike a front rower. Well, exactly. So he'll probably play 80 minutes. They only uh, hide behind weeks. the trees. Yeah, exactly. They're only they spotted see. when there's three beers at the front bar. No, they're usually doing the Boston, <laughs> the, the ultra marathon trick. They <laughs> jump in the car. <laughs> jump, so I don't know, maybe they went on the run. Maybe Chalk was jumping in a car somewhere between the showground and Reed Park, and no, he was all of a sudden rocking up first. But I was so playing bush footy. We'll have to check for the him. The coaches, they go and do 10 laps, and after the first, the three front rowers be hiding behind a bush, they'd resurface after lap nine. And then squirt water on themselves. Oh, come on, come on! So that's, that's enough. Got, that's got to be a PB. 
<laughs> nah, maybe uh, maybe there's a car. We'll, we'll, uh, there's a there's a car parked <laughs> mysteriously behind the uh, behind the track there at the Dapto Showground. We might suspect him, but uh, yeah, he's going to be a, a really big inclusion uh, for them this year as well. Not the the profile of some of the others, yep. but I think he's just as important. That's uh, good. So, what? How do we listen today? Uh, where are you and Johnny Pet doing your great work? We'll be at Parish Park for so, West v Dapto. Yep. Free to view Bar TV Sport. The match of the round. Okay, I'll be up there in the box. I'm sure. Uh, the great Matty Ray, president of the Devils, will be uh, have some Coke Zeros on hand. Always looks <laughs> at the, the hospitality at the Parish Park Media Box. Fantastic. Always very good. So I'm, I'm pumped, Matty. I've been waiting for this comp to come back. That's good. They're, they're very, 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 very stacked. Bit of a blow this week to it with uh, very disappointed to hear uh, Jared Mullen at yeah. Coromel. His, ten, his time there is over, you know, before it's begun. But uh, I really hope we see something from Coromel. injury. Or shoulder injury. Shoulder, yeah. He actually did it against the greatest footy club on the planet, which is the Foster Tungari Hawks oh, up my, my way, Matty Russell. So he did it. But that was some time ago. So I think it, it's been news to a lot of people. I think internally, it's probably a reality they were awake to and have been prepared for it. They've cast a wide net in their recruitment. Not not huge names, but certainly some guys that have come in and bolstered it. And uh, Drew Keys was taking a, a long-term approach to it when he came to the role last year. So a winless season for them, a tough one. But... He feels that uh, they put a lot in place to ensure that hard slog won't be wasted. They're up against Collie's first up. It's going to be a stern test, but a lot of people will be interested to see what they uh, what they produce on the back of that, uh, I guess, morale-sapping development on the eve of the season. If I was rehabbing a bung shoulder, I'd be in Foster Tuncurry. Lakes and Ocean Hotel, giving the shoulder a fair workout, I reckon. Bit of a swim each morning, afternoon, Lakes and Ocean Hotel. Your shoulder would be right in no do, do time at all. Work. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Do, your, do your aqua therapy. And, and real quickly, you mentioned one name there. Sasai Fecky playing for West. That's a good get. He's a, he's a fantastic fella, uh, and he's a 2016 Premiership winner. He played in the grand final for Cronulla, and here he is back lending that experience, that knowledge, that know-how, that guidance to West. I, I love hearing those stories because that's what I say country rugby league, but any regional rugby league, be it Group 10, Illawarra, in the Newcastle comp, Northern Rivers, wherever, if you get premiership winning players back in that competition, how good is it? Yeah, absolutely. It's very, very good. And it's something that used to happen quite often in this competition, but once COVID hit, it changed the way clubs budget, it changed the way the net they cast in recruitment. So haven't seen as much of it in previous as we have in previous years, but he uh, obviously finished up in the UK with Castleford, which mm. Grant Millington is a Castleford legend over there, the best ever import they've, they've had, became a mainstay there. In contrast to what we see with a lot of Aussies who go to the Super League and, and float around. He was a, a Castleford man through and through and he came back to West last year, was outstanding for them, was absolutely outstanding and obviously formed a, a friendship with uh, Sasai Fecky over there in the Super League and has, uh, yeah, called in a favour or two to, to get him there. But he's a lot of the times you hear a lot of these recruits might come in and miss some sessions and, and drift in and out, but he's been there day one of pre-season and yeah Pete McLeod can't speak highly enough of him so the sort of fella he is Sasai Fecky you'll see him in the Illawarra Rugby League this season we're back after this you're listening to Saturdays in the Gong on a beautiful Saturday morning in the Illawarra